Man, I just did a dope interview with Real Life Street Stars. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe. Y'all hit the bell. Y'all make sure y'all tap in with the LAX Network. L-A-X-X-N-E-T-W-R-K. Apple, Roku, Fire TV, Android. Let's go. Real life street stars. We here with Moolah Mo. What it is, brother? What's good with it? What's happening? What's happening? Man, we're going to get right into it for everybody. Deaf, dumb, stupid, living up under a rock, man. Tell them where you're from. I'm from Rochester, New York. Big 585. Man, for those that don't know about Rochester, New York, because most people know Manhattan, you know, the boroughs. Right, right, right. Uh, what is a... a uh, for those that never been to the spot, never been to the place, like what's a day in the life of Rochester? How what, what, what's what's the hoods like? It's, it's Gunroe County. Like I mean, I feel like if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. You know, it's 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 like every other hood and every ghetto, but you know, it's just it's a little smaller than you know um, when you mention Manhattan, you mentioned like the five boroughs. Rochester is just like upstate New York. It's like smaller, but it's a lot that be going on there. You know, a lot of a lot of people be dying. A lot of people don't make it out of there. You know, you know it's crazy because I was I had the chance to go to uh, Toronto for the first time uh, the other day. Um, and you know it's you know what people may not know is Toronto is literally across the you know the the lake from uh you Niagara know uh, Falls. Yeah, right. Um, do you go? Do you shoot up to New York at times? Do you shoot up to Toronto just to you know you know business network? Honestly, like I've, I've been living in New York so long, it's to the point I don't even think about New York like that no more. I'm I'm uh-huh. in love with the South. <laughs> I'm in love with the South. There's it's a lot to be in love new. with. There's a lot to be in love with. Right. Now you just stepped in, man. Uh, you actually brought, uh, you know, I believe your your newly found business partner. You know what I'm saying? The, the home team, the home uh, motherfucker, me, uh, fam, familia, uh, right. Mama Scott. Um, Mama Scott. Tell us, man. Uh, how did that link up start, man? And uh, just let us know as far as the business partnership y'all have, just off um, the rip. Mama Scott, I've been knowing her for like a while. Like we started because I own a radio station in New York. It's called ninety seven point five Hip Hop Daily. So you know, I tapped in with her like years ago, like before like the fame and anything. Like you know, she's been rocking with me since day one. You know, very spiritual, very loving, caring. You know, just a all around the board real person. You know. Um, how could you hate her? Like, I mean, you, you got to love Mama Scott, you know? Um, and she's been like supportive, you know? So like, um, we had like, we had like separated for a while. And then, you know, we, you know, God brought us back together. You know, I was doing my own thing. She was doing her thing. You know, she got her, she's a boss. She'd be in her bag, you know, she got her business and she's pushing fast ENT. So it's just like over the years I was doing my thing. And then, you know, I got casted to be on TV. And then, you know, just like we, we ended up linking back up. So what show was that you were on again? Bad Boys LA on the <laughs> Zeus Network. Yeah. Now tell us, give us a little, you know, <laughs> a background. How did, how does one get on that show? You know, tell us about your experience. Um, you know, like I said, I own a radio station, so I interview everybody. Everybody's Correct. on ninety seven point five Hip Hop Daily, and um, you know, pretty much Natalie, she's like from original Bad Girls. You know who Natalie Nunn is? Yeah. So um, you know. I interviewed her on my station, I want to say like two years ago. And during that interview, like I got on her live and it was a whole bunch of like, it was a lot of females and they're like, oh, he looked good. He looked good. You should put him on bad boys. But at this time, mind you, it's never been a bad boys. This is the very first bad boys LA. You know, we used to watch bad girls club back in the days and we used Mm -hmm. to be like, I wonder when they going to have a bad boys club. 
And, you know, Natalie took that idea over to the Zeus Network, and that was the very first Bad Boys. And so I was in the studio just messing around. I was like, let me send in the casting tape, just being funny. Mm-hmm. I wasn't serious about being on the show. I was just like being a, a comedian in the studio. So I ended up sending the casting tape in, but Natalie had already told me that she was going to put me on the show like years ago. So when I sent the casting tape in and I was joking and, you know, they they did like, you know, with the CEOs and everybody, they pretty much did like a, a vote. And so they wanted me on the show and, and I made the first season of Bad Boys L.A., now, you were on that show with a, a plethora of eclectic individuals. <laughs> you know, you know, just what are like when you're around so many different people from so many different walks of life, how does it how do you translate that versus and still try to be yourself? I mean, I feel like we living in a, a very judgmental world. Like you could say something, Definitely. you could you could express how you feel and you don't mean no harm towards nobody. You know, I, I thought America was built off of um, freedom of speech, but apparently it's not so. Um, I feel like me, I'm a very vocal person and however I feel, I'm going to let, I'm going to express that. I don't care where I'm at. I'm going to put, I'm going to put it out there. So with me being on TV and being so vocal and, you know, just like letting it be known that, you know, I respect everybody, do your thing. But when it don't cross certain boundaries. Man, what was the expectation for you going into, I mean, you knew what bad boy, you knew what bad girls club was, I'm assuming, right? You had Natalie. What was your expectation? Like once. They said, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to, you know, what did you expect out of it as far as to happen on the show? Do you expect for fights to happen? Do you expect for niggas to get in their moves and their feelings? I didn't, I mean, you know, nothing against what nobody else have going on. You know, they preferences, they preference. But I feel like Zeus got over on me when it was only me and one other straight guy that was in a house. I I, I was feeling some type of way. I, I was really feeling some type of way about that because I'm like, wait, hold on, like, is this a joke? Like, y'all serious yeah. right now? Like, what's happening? Wait, so, so y'all didn't, you had no idea until the, like, what, cast arrived or? Like, what happened was once we ended up signing our contracts before we saw anybody that was on the show. So, like, they put us in a hotel and, you know, like, the uh, the directors, they came downstairs. We signed a contract, looked it over. You know, they went over, like, the money situation with us, what we would be paid. We never know who was going to be on the show. So the next day, until we got on that Sprinter van, that's when we knew like, wait, hold on. <laughs> I, I, was, I was just like, I'm like, wait, well, is y'all serious? Or is, is, is this part of the show? Like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> right. I ain't, but you may, you maintained your, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I held it down. Yeah, I held it yeah. down. I, 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 like I said, I was very vocal. Um, You know, I got like a lot of backlash for being the vocal person that I am by expressing, you know, like I said, I learned a lot of things, you know, being around the community. Um, my thing is just, I don't allow certain things, you know, I don't care what nobody does. That's your business. Yeah. But when you cross certain boundaries, I got to check you on that. Amen. And I feel like me being a vocal person and checking that the way that Zeus, the edits and how they put it out, it made it seem like I was a homophobic person when I'm not. I was just saying, listen, don't cross these lines and we good. Yeah. We good. And I feel like everybody's entitled to respect. Definitely. Now, you have one of, uh, you know, Dallas's own uh, I Am Jonathan. Uh, you know, um, you know he he had his rise to fame with the chair, uh, you know, right, situation. Right, right. You know, he, he, he didn't trademark the, you know, the, the, the guy right, that folded right, the chair, right, right. like the WWE. Um, what was your expectation of him coming in? And then has anything changed? For the good of for the good or for the worse as the show ended. 
Um, I feel like, you know, with him coming on the show, it was just, it was pure entertainment. I just feel like Zeus really put Jonathan up to do that though. I mean, I feel like it was part of the marketing. Like in me, I know business and I pay attention to everything that goes on. So I know that, you know, me like, cause Jonathan was supposed to be on my uh, radio show, like probably like a year before him actually like coming on bad. That nigga hard to get in touch with boy. (laughs) I know exactly. Um, Jonathan, you know, with, with that, I feel like a lot of people was afraid of him. I feel like, you know, Jonathan, he just somebody that, you know, he just applied pressure on a, a lot of people are afraid of him. And uh, I believe uh, Andrew Carr was on the show too. Yeah, they uh, ran, they, he he was an early bird, early bird, yeah. gotta go. They ran him out. Of yeah, there. you know, he's uh, uh, he gonna hold it I, down. He coming. I, uh, uh, what do you say? I've been delivered. <laughs> I've been delivered. <laughs> That's my goddamn guy. Did you, um, as far as even uh, from the cast to even like um, after the show itself, uh, have you, you know, of course we're going to go into lax and everything, but have you built new relationships since, I mean, how many relationships have you had now that you didn't did this? You are into reality TV now, the world knows you. Um, how has the relationship building been, whether from cast members or even people off camera? Well, I, I always been in a loop, you know, um, I always, yeah, yeah, I always, I always put myself in position to win. You know, I never, I, I believe that we only live one life and I don't believe in waiting on nobody to do anything or put me in position. So I always been a boss and put myself in position, you know? So I feel like when you're an asset, people want to deal with you. When you're a liability, people don't want to deal with you. So, you know, with me, a lot of, I always had like a lot of great relationships, but like far as like the cast, I just feel like, um, it's, it's business, you know, and a lot of relationships on a lot of relationships on that show went left because you know how Zeus they had things set up so now you got people that got real beef outside of the show so me I just kind of like stayed in my lane you know and my only curiosity because one there's one thing to let girls fight on the show right to let niggas hash it out like this shit could get crazy <laughs> yeah it like can. like like, yeah. like what from a producer standpoint like, how long do you let, like, some shit build up to where niggas are going to throw blows and you're going to allow allow one I, connect, two connects, and then, okay. I just feel like when it, believe it or not, a lot of people, they'll say they stand for positive things. They're not with the mess. But social if you on Instagram, you you on Facebook, that's the mess. That's the drama every day. I don't care if you in the church. Pastor, I know you watching what's going on. You don't see what Sister Brown did last night. She was out at the club. That's why she ain't making the, the church on time. You know what I'm saying? So social media is just messy. It don't matter how you look at it. It's messy. You're going to, if everybody's talking about one thing, everybody's going to see, hold on, let me go check this out. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, at the end of the day, I just feel like social media is just is just messy. Now, with you being uh, you know, on TV and on the radio, you know that people get into the mess, like right. But you know, with yourself, you have to ha- try to have some type of integrity. How do you gauge what to get involved in, what to have an opinion on, what to speak on, and what not to? I kind of, I feel like just staying in my own lane because we we live in a very judgmental world. You know, it's like certain topics. I just, you know, I just stay in my own lane. I don't even touch on certain things because I just feel like at the end of the day, it's not making me no money and. You know, if you jump in on the wrong topic, they ready to cancel you. Right. It's, it's a sensitive world that we live in, you know? How do you think we got like this, like so? Because it didn't seem, it didn't used to be like this, it felt like. I feel like certain people that's in position, you know, um, that has like certain people, we put the wrong people in position. Right. 
There's certain people that shouldn't even be in position right now that get praised for every little thing that they do. So I feel like it became sensitive when we put these the wrong people in, in position. And uh, speaking of sensitive, and uh, again, I don't know if you know, I don't know if you know the details of it, but to even have a carry on on the show, and um, which is uh, I believe the son of Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Franklin, you know, the, you know, America's, you know, everybody loves right, him. Right, right, right. But he went on a rant on the phone. Right. That was just like, oh, it's so out of character. Right. And, you know, it's private conversation. So, you know, it's, but when you see something like that where, you know, like, I don't want to say he's your idol, but he's people idol. Right. Where they break, let's say, character, quote unquote. What are your thoughts? Because, you know, once you're in that limelight, you have, you're upheld to a certain standard. We're looking at what's happening with Kyrie. Right. With Kanye. Uh, what's your thoughts as far as when you break what the people mold you to be and you go, you know, left center? I just feel like, you know, with him, just period, with him being the son of Kirk Franklin, he's it's just like they 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 hold them to a certain standard. So it's just like any little thing is just like people don't treat you like you human because if, if they you, they looking at you like you got famous parents. So why why are you over here and why are you doing this? Why exactly? You know, so it's just like goes back to that. We living in a world where it's just very judgmental. And if you ask me, I feel like the best way to live is just do what the fuck you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because it don't matter if you could be, you could be, I'm talking about give back to the community. You could, I'm talking about give a person a shirt off your back. Like you could be somebody that's a big somebody that's just like major in a community and people still going to judge you and they're going to try to find some type of receipts to pull up on you and judge you. So at the end of the day, just do you just, and I I feel like I get by in life like that. I live my life. I do what I want to do because I'm not worrying about any trolls on the internet. I'm not paying attention to that. People going to judge you anyway. You could come out with a new style tomorrow, people laughing at it. And the next thing you know, everybody rocking it year from now. How did you get into radio? You said radio? Yeah. Um, I want to say when I um when I did time, I, you know, I uh I did time in prison and um I did a bid like back in um what was that 08? And when I did this bid Wait, real quick, what landed you there if you don't mind speaking? A gun of? charge. Oh man, and up in New York. Yeah, New York. Oh shit. Okay. So, yeah. Say less, say less. So me, me doing me doing time, like um when I was doing my bid, a lot of people from New York when they go up in those places, they want to stick together. And I just felt like my mindset just different. I don't care. Like if I wasn't rocking with you in the streets, if we in prison, I'm not going to rock with you because we from the same city. So, you know, I was doing a lot of networking in prison. Like it was a lot of my people. It was a lot of people, you know, that I used to ask questions. I'm like, if you had to take that, you know, killing that person that you killed, would you take that back? A lot of them said, no, they wouldn't. You know, so I used to I landed a job as a law library clerk. So I used to surround myself around people that had life in prison. I surrounded myself around people that had life in prison because I knew that I, I didn't want to land myself back in prison and I could learn a lot from those guys. Right. You know, so those were the only type of people that I was around that had life that was never coming home. You know, because they are like on go mode 24-7. So that's what my mindset was like. All right, why am I going to chill with people from my city when they not on nothing? Like I could learn something from these people. You know, I can, I learned, so that's, I learned a lot about the business when I was in prison, trademarking, LLC. And so like when I came home, I was already on game because you got these guys that's been fighting the pills for years. So I fell in love with law. And, okay, you know, I, okay. I became, I became like a, you know, a jailhouse lawyer, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, no, nah, you know, <laughs> it's crazy because I always thought, you know, you don't hang out with the lifers because they ain't got nothing to lose. 
So, but you just made a different point. Like, nah, they've been learning and trying to get out. Like, right. even though they're 20, 40 years in, right. they're still trying to get out. Exactly. I know a guy just, uh, he just, Daryl Brooks just represented himself uh, in the, um, uh, in the, I forgot what parade he ran through, but even. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah, he represented himself. I'm like, right. all right, but he must have said, I'm going to learn something about the law. Exactly. To be able to try to do that. I mean, he had an, he he gave a, a, a he gave an attempt. Right. But I understand that. Hey, I'm gonna learn something about the law to see kind of what it is. Uh, but yeah, no. Go ahead. Tell us as far as how to got how it got you in the radio. Um, excuse me. So far as that, um, it got me into radio because you know I was I was good at talking to people. You know, I was good at you know um getting a lot of things out of people. You know, you be you be surprised like a lot of people they have things on their mind. You know that they don't talk about. So. With me being around these lifers, I was like the only person, I was the youngest that was in this prison. And the police will always ask me like, why are you surrounding yourself around these guys? These guys is mass murderers. Like, what do you see being around these guys, you know? And I like to educate myself. That's what I would tell them. Like, I, want, I could learn a lot from these guys. So um, with that being said, you know, I just, I just, I pretty much just ran with it, you know, just being around them. Mm -hmm. Now, when you get into the radio business, it seems like um, it's a dying, it's a dying thing. Right. Uh, so what have you been preparing for as far as being innovative for the future of what radio might look like? Um, I feel like radio, I was just, I was just talking to somebody about this. I feel like radio is kind of like dying off slowly because you got the clubhouses. Everybody's right, on thanks. clubhouse. Everybody feel like. Everybody feel like, you know, they more or less like a, a radio interview, a radio person now because you you got a station head. You have all these different platforms now. Yeah. So it's just like that's like the new radio. But what I'm doing is I'm pretty much taking it to another level with a network. Everybody can afford one of those. It's expensive. Not so that. I can have I can have the new age radio inside inside the network. I'm curious, just being, uh, you know. Just coming from a radio background, um, have you got a chance to listen to uh, Her Loss, Drake and 21? I didn't, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I, like, I didn't even tap in with it yet. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm not one of those, I'm kind of like old school. Like, I I don't be in a rush to listen to this. Yeah, like, I'm gonna, let me be the first at 12 o'clock. Yeah, exactly. You know, I hear what it is. Exactly. Um, But being on the radio, because, you know, it's funny how we were talking about when the album dropped, uh, we were having a conversation like, some of these songs might not be radio songs, but the radio, because of the way the, you know, the algorithm work and the way programming works, they're going to put these songs on us right. to make us like them. And Drake is like an automatic. Like if he drops right. is how do you feel about that when you like, let's say for younger hip hop, you know, being from a hip hop culture, when you see people who probably deserve a slot that, you know, the production is there, everything is there. But a Drake, because he dropped a new song, takes that slot away from being able to give another man the shine. And that's why I created Lax because it's, it's time it's time for change. You know, it's time to really give those artists a spotlight because, you know, I'm going to put it this way. It don't matter. Even Jordan had Jordan had Kobe that came up under him. He had, you know, he, had, he got the LeBron James. You can't shine forever. You got to pass that torch to somebody else. People going to respect you and be like, all right, cool. You know, that's Drake, whatever. But it's so many artists that deserve a spot but they don't have a budget. It's just a numbers game. Drake, his team, they got the bag. So they could run up the charts and the numbers. The song could be trash, not even talking about nothing. Then you got artists that's out here that's not even been heard of that's talking about something that's hot. 
but they don't have a budget. They don't have a team. They don't know the business. So that's what Lax is getting ready to create for those artists that's not being seen, that's not being heard. We getting ready to take TV. We getting ready to take TV to Jupiter. Now, how the fuck you get a network? <laughs> Black man. I mean, I mean, you I, ain't, I, you, you I, ain't, I, you are, the only nigga we know is Diddy. <laughs> you, you Diddy now. We got man, Diddy listen, on the couch. I, I really, like, you know, before I got casted on Zeus, you know, I had Lax, you know, I invested in it and then I put it on hold. And then, you know, with me actually, once I got casted and me being on the actual set and seeing how everything rolled, you know, I already had the bag. It was already ready. So I'm like, it's time to finish what I started. And I followed through with the network. You know, I did the business right. You know, um, made sure that the lawyers was on deck, you know, um, and me seeing lawsuits that these networks do go through because people don't understand TV. You could put somebody on, give them a, a opportunity and they looking for ways to sue you or try to come up. Mm -hmm. Oh no, this happened on the show. They violated mm -hmm. me. So, you know, I made sure that the business was straight first. Yeah. You know, that's the most important. That's the ground foundation of business and making sure that you got your lawyers, because at the end of the day, you could you could start a network. You don't got the right people behind you. Is You're going to fail. So es just to estimate about the cost to start a network, just to if you would throw a, a at least at least 200 K. At yeah, least. Can everybody <laughs> at least 200 K. At least. And that's just getting your feet wet. Just that's to figure just getting your feet wet. We and then you're not even talking about we once you shoot the shows. You got a whole nother budget as far as the shows that you have to promote on these blogs. You got to do your radio promo. You got to do all of that to make these shows go up. What would you tell someone who um, wants to do a reality show? They feel like they have a great story to tell. They know nothing about reality. What would you tell them to do first? Figure out production costs or get a storyline, get some writers? Uh, what would you tell them to kind of start with? I would say first, before you share with anybody, keep it to yourself. You're because there's real. a lot of people that's still in your story. They'll steal your story real quick, you know, right. and people be so thirsty for TV that they'll see a network like Lax Network has tons of emails where people are sharing their ideas, but I happen not to be a, a person that's going to steal your ideas, but I'm more or less feel like you should just, you know, do your research. Like you gotta, you gotta pretty much have like a map and draw how many days do you want to shoot, you know, and you got to ask yourself the what ifs, what if, you know, this doesn't go right on set. Now, you going into more days. What if you rented out an Airbnb for five days to shoot a show and it doesn't go as planned? What's your next step? So I feel like you have to have a map to properly plan. Because my first show, I'm going to be honest with you, my first show on the network, it was crazy. It was really crazy. <laughs> my, my first love show on Lax, like yeah. we just shot it um, in September. Yeah, let's it talk. It was crazy. Let's talk about it. It's for, for the love of. For the heart of Moolah. For the, for the heart of Moolah. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, did you, so, did someone pitch that to you? You said, man, I'm actually, I'm actually, you know. I said, I'm going to do it. You know, yeah. because I felt like with me, um, you know, being on a weird show like that, you know, like it was, you got some people that's really ignorant. If you can't tell a person that, like, I mean, if you watched that show, you you understood what I stood for and I stood what I stood on when I was on that show. And I said what I said. So I said, man, you know, let me let me uh, get some entertainment. You know, my name buzzing is hot. Let me see where the ladies at. And so I said, let me do a, a love show. I know my love show is going to be lit. And so many women like submitted. It was crazy. So I, I started I started doing the love show, the casting. I was holding like the auditions. And we we did like pool parties all through the summer. Oh yeah, we it was lit. It was crazy. 
And then, so, you know, I ended up, we ended up choosing 18 girls for the cast. We had 18 girls in the house for seven days. It was crazy. Now, <laughs> now, now, come on, brother. Keep it real. <laughs> Keep it a bean with us. It's just, it's just you in the real life. Yeah. How you been was just like, yeah, I'm finna get a bunch of hoes in this house and I'm just finna get my rocks off. <laughs> nah, I, I more or less, I feel like, you know, me, I stand, I stand, you know, I stand for something, you know, I got morals and principles, you know, so. Amen, brother. Um, I feel like if you allow, if you just out here sleeping with anybody, you don't respect yourself and, um, you know, you, if you just allow people to get close to you, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a person that's going to allow you just to get around me and get close to me because I know everybody wants to say they slept with a celebrity, but I, I see what happens in this industry. You know, before I came up, people, all these allegations, I didn't want my name in none of that. So I didn't allow none of them to really get close to me like that mm. because I know once they start getting close, the rumors start spreading mm. and I didn't want no dirt on my name. So, you know, I, I pretty much kept it professional on a business tip because that's all it is, business. Man, is it hard to deal with that many females? Man, that was crazy. I'm talking about we could we it was so many fights that we couldn't even leave the house. Like we had like dinner dates set up and all that. It was it was like WWE in there. I'm talking about they tore the whole crib up. Damn. Like we couldn't leave to go nowhere. I'm like we might have a a romantic date set up. It's so many fights going on. I'm just like yo, this is crazy. Like. So do y'all got personal beef from the streets? Like, what's going on? Because right. now I'm looking at y'all not even here for my love. Nigga. It was crazy. Were you expecting that much uh, hostility? Were you expecting? I mean, I know you had, there was a level of, okay, it might go down, but were you expecting that much? I'm not even going to lie. I, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I knew it was a little tension because, like I said, we was throwing the pool parties back in the summer. Yeah. And they was always sold out. All these women from all over flying out just to come to my pool parties. Mm. So... It was lit and it was a little beef that started from there. And some of those girls ended up in the house. Oh. So I knew it would be a little tension, but it was just, fem everybody was just lit. It was just like, everybody was fighting. Was alcohol involved? I mean, they was drinking, but <laughs> that was just them acting and being who they were. They wanted smoke. Do girls turn up for the camera or do they like, when the cameras aren't around, they kind of calm down a little bit or is it all for show? Nah, they turn up though. And I'm going to be honest with you. We recently just dropped the trailer for the Heart of Moolah and yeah. a lot of them are emotional and they don't understand business and entertainment. And I always say this, if you see yourself being on TV, know what comes with it. Don't be in your feelings. Just know that it's business. A lot of them you know, feel some type of way because they felt like, wow, this is how I was acting on TV. This is not who I am. <laughs> be yourself yeah. on camera. Yeah. I feel like it's easier when you be yourself on camera. If you lay back, just be yourself. Because if you go somewhere, you go on TV and people that know you outside of TV is going to be looking at you crazy. Like, you don't even act like that. I've never seen you act like that. Mm. So they get mad when they see these clips and they fighting and they getting beat up and it's... I mean, that's not on me. I didn't do it. Mm. This is, it's still a business. So I had a girl call me and say, she said, um, she called me on Instagram. She said, take me out. She said, um, take me out. Um, can you like re-edit the trailer? Because I don't like this. Like, I'm like, but you the one that threw the punch. Yeah, it, it, I didn't do it. Make me, you did it. I found God since. I found Jesus since then. I don't, right. That, that wasn't me. Right. Man, that's crazy, bro. Cause huh? How do you don't like something that you did? Like exactly. And so now it's just like because y'all really post. I, 
Like, cause y'all really supposed to be here for me. So the fact that y'all interacted with each other in such a way. Right. <laughs> and and a lot of them ended up becoming friends. And then I'm, I'm just like letting them know that, you know, at the end of the day is, it was so crazy. I don't think we even gonna have a reunion. Oh, man. Cause I don't, it's, it's so much beef going on. I'm just gonna have to end this show and just possibly do. So, did you even find some love? Did you even find, did somebody get your heart? Man, it's, it's, it's crazy. Love is hard to find. Love is hard. To, listen, you know why love is so hard to find? Because we living in a clout chasing generation. Uh, it's, 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 yeah. it's fake. I say if, if you can find somebody have less than a thousand followers, just hold, hold on yeah. to that. Hold on right, to that. Right, right, right. Hold of on course, to it. God damn it. They just, of course. Shit, man. Shit. Right. So damn. So I was about to ask about possible season two, but you said you might ain't. Been. Listen, it's a possibility we might have a season two. They just got to <laughs> stay tuned, man, and, and subscribe to the Lax Network. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. Let's talk about the Lax Network. Um, what is it? Uh, how can people find it? What what platforms is it on? Lax what is the is, cost? Lax is um three ninety nine a month. Um, it's on Roku TV. It's on Apple TV. It's on Fire TV. It's on Android TV. It's in your iOS and Android store in your phone. Oh, basically every, every it's you, everywhere. You can't say you can't get it. You can't say you can't get it. Damn it! I want y'all to stop right now. God damn it! Go to your Roku TV. Go to your iPhone. Three ninety nine. Get ready. Three ninety nine. What What other shows are you planning to put on this network? What other show? What other, What other content are you looking for? Uh, to for the ladies, for the men, whether for kids, whoever, whoever. Every, listen, I'm honestly. Hollywood isn't coming back to the hood to look for nobody. Like we have to go to Hollywood to be discovered. So I'm looking to give anything that makes sense. You know, people that are serious about their craft, because I'm not going to play with you. I'm not here to play and waste time and money because filming takes a lot of time and money. Like, and, it, and, it, and it's other people's time too. So, you know, I'm looking to really like, if, if, if it's a show that I feel like I'm bringing back real TV, put it that way. You remember we shows like family matters, um, shows like My Brother and Me, you know, those shows. I'm bringing back real TV. I'm bringing back shows like Rap City Basement, those Amen. type of shows. I'm bringing back real TV. So if it makes sense, you know, um, I'm willing to give anybody a chance because I know what it was like for me to like, I put myself in position with radio. You know, I put myself before all of that, like you have to have a budget. You know, if you don't have no, you got to have money. And I had money to put myself in a position to fund myself. So I want to open up the doors for the people that's less fortunate. And you look at a situation like Diddy with Revolt, where he went and grabbed Drink Champs, right. and you know, just say, hey, "I'm gonna put the bag behind right. it." Right. Uh, he made Carisha Please. You know, he he put that out. Are you looking to grab that kind of content as far as things that are already? Can people sell you a show? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Of there course you go. they can sell me if, if it makes sense. We gonna put the bag behind it. We going up. Ah. We got we got the artist channel too. Um, the countdown because I feel like yes, the countdown. There's a lot of artists that need to be seen. Yes. Like we just had the second show we uh just shot um this weekend last weekend it was, it's called Lax Tape it's like a show like making a band yes um we got AJ One K on there he's actually shout out AJ One K goddamn it um you know <laughs> it's, 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 you remember that making a band show so it's it's the <laughs> Lax Tape so we got artists from all over the world they gonna come together because I want people to see that it don't matter where you from you could come together and make good music that is facts and and you know the objective of, of the show is to have these artists come together we gonna put some good music together. And we we gonna do a big. Yeah, that in itself is exciting because uh, you know, like we were just talking, the top ten songs gonna pay, stay in rotation. People are hungry for new music, for new artists to discover. Right. Um, we don't want to wait for the freshman XXL to watch. You know, right. we see, tired of that. Yeah, we want to see something a little quicker. We used to have right. rap seated the basement and things like that. So the countdown, you know, the countdown. 
Um, what is your um flavor like music that you love? Like what who are who are some artists that you mess with? So I can kind of get a because I'm I'm a rap artist. Yeah. I started off rapping. Uh, that, you know, I still <laughs> write music and stuff. I'm you know, I'm just like an all-around entrepreneur. So like I know so much about music because I was an artist, but I said before I really like get back into it, I wanted to like have a major platform. Like I wanted to have a monster. You know, so like Fab, um, me and Fabulous, we have his mother is my, my cousin, Fab. So, um, you know, he was like somebody that I looked up to, too, you know. And I found out Fab was my cousin probably about like four or five years ago. Yeah, so, you know, he was somebody that I was inspired by. I listened to, um, I like Plies. Plies, like, they're old Plies, the real Testament Plies. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, um, yeah, let me see. It's, it's a lot of artists, but a lot of these, these new artists is like, they don't even turn my head, man. Boosie, Boosie and T.I. said they're about to drop an album. And they say it's crushing Drake and 21 Savage shit. Do you believe that? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I do not believe it. I do not believe that. Absolutely not. I feel like that was a... I don't know, bro. I feel like that was a great marketing standpoint, if you ask me. Because if, if somebody say like that, that's going to be a topic on the internet. Yo, you heard what Boosie and Tip said about 21 and Drake? So that was a great marketing standpoint, but... Nah, ain't nobody listening to that. I don't even like, I would listen to old tip before I listen to some of his. It's man, nothing that I would like want to listen to right now. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. That nigga 21 Savage said, I don't get carded when they go to, I go to the club. They know I'm 21. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But now the the generation of music is you can say something like that and get away with it, you know. I think I think if I think if either Boosie or Ti could come up with a line harder than that, <laughs> of course. But it's gonna go over anybody else's head, you know. If you're not really Fact a hip hop artist, you know that really likes the you know um, the bars and you know it's it's not a lot of that no more. It's just simple stuff. You could say, "I got 50 shots ringing out of K." And people go, oh, that was hot. Yeah, that ad lib. Yeah, oh, exactly. Shit. Oh, yeah. You might even feel it. For <laughs> <laughs> real, right. the whole night. So, what's your thoughts on females, female rappers taking over the game, man? From the Cardis to the to the City Girls, the Glorillas coming up. I mean, I like, feel like women are dominating the industry. I kind of feel like, I mean, City Boys is down. Man, damn. Wow, City shit. Boys is down. You think City we're Boys is down. <laughs> City Boys is down right now. Can we come back in the fourth quarter? Man, it might be hard, man. I don't know. It's it's like every time you look around, a female's getting signed. City Boys is down. And it's just like the City Boys is trying to collab with these females that got a buzz. I just feel like it's going to take for for City Boys to be back up. I feel like got to come creative. Now, when you see a, a, a huge artist like the baby, right? From where he came from now to now, he's doing shows and his tickets are buy one, get one free. Like, what are what are some of the mistakes you think he made? And do you think there's a comeback? And just from like you being in music and radio and you right. can see trends, do you think there's a turnaround for him or what? I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like with him, I feel like he's blackballed. And... Do you feel it was from the uh uh from that I yeah, feel like com- from that comment and the situation with because when we was filming Bad Boys, he was fighting at the bowling alley. Yeah, so so I feel like he's just dug a hole for himself that he might not be able to climb out of because it's just every time you look around, so now 
the media has painted a picture of him like this bad guy. And it's just like, every time you hear the baby, you like, oh, no, nah, I'm not even going oh, yeah. to that. I'm not doing it. It's, it's going to end bad. People love a good bandwagon. Oh, right. are, 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 are what are we hanging? Pitchforks? Okay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Jump, jump in. So. so I feel like with him, I really feel like the best thing that he should do is just like, because I know his artists, um, his old artists, even she. Oh, um, um, uh, God damn it. Can what's we, her name from she? Um, yeah, we interviewed her. Um, uh, God K, damn. Uh, is, uh, what's K her? Kilo. K, K Kilo. Kilo, yes. Shout out K Kilo. She went with the allegations and was saying some crazy stuff about him. And mm. then it's just like, now you got everybody looking at the baby like a bad guy. So I just feel like he, I don't know, it's, it's going to be hard. I feel like he should put, I feel like he should put some money behind the artists and, and write, get some writers because it's going to be hard for him. They got him really like blackballed. Mm. It's like every time you look around from his last before these buy one get one free tickets, nothing has sold out. Yeah. It's like once you what that comment that he made, I feel like that ended him. That did it. Man, I really feel like when he called Danny Lay a side bitch. I think yeah, bro, that triggered a lot of black women. Right. Hey. The Megan Thee Stallion situation that you know I get it, but right. When you're when you're already down, like damn it, I mean, you know. But he, but you know, he, he said that he, he put that out before. Yeah, but you know, you still have creative control to say, hey, do I want to alter that one part because I know it might cause. You know, everyone has control over what's. He knows what's gonna happen. Like, right. That, that's a very direct line. Right. Yeah. So it's it like, is. yeah, you know, either you gonna throw it out there, and yeah, we can, you know. I mean, I feel, I feel like when you at your lowest, you are gonna take shots. You are gonna say oh, anything yeah. to get attention. Oh yeah, no, and I've been yeah headlines, headlines. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, speaking of headlines, uh, I gotta get your thoughts as far as um, uh, you know, give you the opportunity on this platform to give your uh. Your flowers uh, to uh, take off, man. Uh, rest in peace, take off. Uh, the situation that happened in Houston, you saying even earlier that you like you don't come down south a lot, but yet, right. you, you know, there's a lot of down south music, you know, flows up north. Um, what is the level of loss to this, to the hip hop community you feel uh, with one of the Migos gone? I just, I really feel like that kind of put like a knife into the game, you know. Um, take, he was like, I mean, he just, I don't know him personally, you know, um, but from what I seen and him coming up, I felt like he was a very positive person. You know, he's very quiet. And um, I just feel like we got to do better. We got to really do better. It's, it's so many of us, we in competition with each other. We trying to out rap each other. It's just like, I don't know, the way that they have it set up is just like they killing us off, you know? And um, I really feel like that shouldn't have even took place. You know, that could have been avoided. You know, I just, I honestly feel like it was a setup if you ask me, because it's just, you know, from what we seen, it's just it's just not adding up. You know, it's just like for somebody like that to get taken out of the game. I feel like with them with three Migos and one gone now, it's just like now is a chance that somebody else can shine brighter than them. You know, because now it's not three of them now. So it's just like I feel like the game is kind of like put together and it's set to take people out. That's just how I see it. Is that this ain't new though? This been going on, on for years, man. Just as you know, black entertainment as a whole, it seemed like all the everything we do is derived from pain and hurting each other. Do you think that we'll ever be able to beat that? I don't think so because you know you hear people preach about they want to hear positive things, but they really don't. You know, um, if you I'm gonna be honest with you, if you put in a, if you put a positive song on the radio, depending on what it is. I mean, I'm not going to listen to it. You know, it's just like you want to hear that, 
get your strap, get lit. That's my honesty for your ass. <laughs> that's my honesty. He said, I would not listen to the positivity. You know what I'm saying? I'm keeping it real though. Like if, nah, you, that's put, 100. That's 100. if you put a song on the radio and it's just like, the beat knocking is just like, let me turn this shit off. I want to I wanna get lit before I go to the club. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, But this is, I just feel like this is what has been instilled in the, in the hip hop, you know what I'm saying, culture. Do you think they can and should they ban drill music? Like, I'm going to be this. honest with you. Um, I mean, anything that's going to sell, they ain't going to ban it. So, <laughs> I mean, my personal opinion, I mean, I just really feel like I don't know. I just, I really feel like drill music, it, it really don't have anything to do with people getting killed. I feel like that shit been around, man. It's been yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, people going to get killed regardless. You could, you could, you could put on some church music and you got a whole bunch of black people around. Yeah. It's going to pop off. That don't mean nothing. Yeah, no I, drill music. I remember I was playing Goldeneye <laughs> to uh, Bone Thug, shoot, shoot, shoot them up. Yeah. I'm like, that's his... That's as drill as it gets, man. Right. <laughs> now, I remember one time I seen some niggas get into it and they playing mini men at the club. They turned on that mini men. So like, it's what? just like you, if you bring us all around each other, it don't matter what's playing. But I do feel like that is it 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 is the reason why a lot of things does pop off because certain routing, for example, Nuck if you buck. Yeah. Well, every time that song came on, it was a fight in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer so a fight certain than music. But now it's just like different, like drill music. You talking about murder and son, a homie. Like yeah. that's just what's going on. But I still believe that it's just the people that surround each. Like when we come together, just it just go down. Mm. Drill music might bring people, certain crowds together, and these things occur. That's real. That's real. Now you mentioned, of course, if it makes money. Um, you know, from a CEO standpoint, when you look at uh what's going on with Kanye West, um. You know, you make comments, you do certain things, and then all of a sudden you were six, you were worth six billion dollars, and now everything's getting snatched away from you. All these things that you thought you owned or whatever business, you know, I'm sure there's right. a, I'm sure there's a greater design behind it, but things that you know everybody wanted to dis disassociate themselves with you. What do you feel when you see that from you know a person who technically is you know self proclaimed millionaire, billionaire, going on that, and then is he really a billionaire if he could just be taken away from you just for you saying something on Twitter? I feel like you never owned it. And, and that's why, like, you know, I was inspired by Nip and I'm big on ownership. You know, um, I just feel like a lot of us sell our souls real quick because we, we look at it like I'm climbing up the ladder and I want this bag. But nine times out of 10, if you say something crazy, they can snatch it from you. You never owned it. You know, but if, let it be another race. They say these things on air all the time and nine times out of 10, nothing happens to them. They're not getting canceled. It's us getting canceled. You know, we're canceling ourselves. We Kanye knew that. He knew that. He knew the consequences behind what was going to happen. He knew that, but we don't know this. We don't know what he's coming with next, though. He might. He might have did that for a reason. But I mean, at the end of the day, I just feel like if you, you know, if you don't just put your invest in yourself, so you don't got to worry about nobody taking nothing from you. You know, it's just like it's just like a dude that jumps from female to female and lives with her, never had his own crib. Don't you gonna get tired of getting kicked out the crib? Get your own shit. Basically, uh, Sway, Sway had, had the answers. Had answer. <laughs> right. You, you got any shout outs, brother? Man, listen, I wanna say shout out to all the entrepreneurs, all the hustlers, all the grinders. Man, keep believing in yourself. Keep going up. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you. You gotta believe in yourself. It starts with you. Why am I gonna invest my time and my money into you if you don't believe in yourself? Now, that's the biggest fact right there. The biggest fact. Um, 
the Lax Network, uh, I want you to, of course, tell them how to get it again, tell them where to go. But also the name Lax, uh, where does it come from? Lax is, is more or less, um, you know, when you at home and you watching TV, kick back and relax. I love it. I you love know, we got our own weed brand coming out too as well. It's called the Lax Pack. Oh. So when you, when you smoke the weed, you <laughs> can scan the back of the barcode. And you just get high as a kite. You feel like you above the clouds. Bro, you know how genius that is to where, like, most niggas will probably eat some, a bowl of cereal and watch some reality TV. Right. Now, you need the Lax Pack. Right. Turn on the Lax Network. Right. And watch uh, for the Harder Move. For the, the Harder Move, like, yeah, everything God, we got God, on there. Everything. God, the, from everything right. else. That's why. Um, for those that do want to get at uh, not only the Lax social media handles, but also your social media handles, lay it all out. You know, it's, it's Moolah, M O O L A H underscore Mo. Um, and my radio page, 97.5 Hip Hop Daily, you know, um, Lax Network, of course, L-A-X-X-N-E-T-W-R-K. Tap in with me. Moolah Mo, Lax Network. Man, we love everything you're doing, man. You're a king, brother. We want to see you go up, man, for the heart of, of Moolah. Moolah. Coming. It's coming um, in 2023, but we're go, we going to, um, we just dropped the trailer. Yeah. But we're going to drop a, um, a Thanksgiving special. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, because the people yeah. want it. And I feel yeah. like when it comes to black folks, because the network is up and it's like we're still filming shows. Right. We're still getting ready to put content up more and more. So they like, I got all these subscribers and they get hungry. All these emails. Where's the stuff? Oh, I'm ready. Where? I want my money back. So it's like, mm-hmm. be patient. We knew. Yeah. Just know we coming with it. But we're going to give them a, a Thanksgiving special though. Hey, Amen. Oh, and we also, we got a show. Uh. On the seventeenth, on the seventeenth, um, what is it, Mama? Is uh, the last weekend? The last week we doing last weekend in Dallas. Oh yeah. Um, for all the artists, rappers, singers, models, everybody, we giving somebody a chance to be seen on TV. Uh, give us the details tonight. Where's that gonna be at? Um, Chocolate Lounge, right around the corner from the Real Life Street Stars Building, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, on Lamar, and whatever that, the hell they call it. That's the December seventeenth, four to eight. December 17th, 48, man. Oh my God, it's gonna be up. It's gonna be so crazy. If you ta- you got talent, come with it. We I, I just like I said, I believe there's so much talent out here. I want to put them on TV. I, at yeah. least I can say I gave you a shot. Hey. I gave hey. you a shot. Hey, and then uh real life TV show coming soon. <laughs> 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 we, we said it. We said it. <laughs> right. Speaking of this, hey brother, man, we love everything you're doing, brother. Moolah Mo, man. Shit, you already know. You already like Street Store. Appreciate that. Shout out to Street Stars, nigga. Moolah.